welcome back to another episode of Unwrap Romance. This is my name is Simone, and I am here with my enchanting, endearing, energetic, effervescent, and environmentally conscious host, Lacey Baker. I can't even say hi because that's when did I become environmentally conscious? I saw you put the at one love. I saw you put the paper cups in the right recycle bins. I mean, if it if it has the names on the bins, I like to follow direction. Yeah. But you conscious, you environmentally conscious. Look, worried about the recycling the environment. I admire that about you. I would like I would like to request that that not be included in my bio again, just because. It really threw me off. I didn't even know how to come in after that intro. Normally, I know how to, you know, enter after you have said your thing. But this time, I wasn't quite sure because... Just complimentary. Like, you you really know, you need to learn how to take a compliment. That's all I heard. That's the only thing I heard. You need to learn how to... So I should just, just, I should just come in and say, hey, thanks, thanks, Naima. Thank you so much. It's such a great co-host. And There's my Christmas gift. I'm so grateful to you for all the wonderful things you always have to say about me. It'd be it'd be nice. It would be a complete shocker, but it would be nice. I mean... But you wouldn't know how to ask for the rest of the show if I did that. Right. I'd probably fall out this chair if you I did know. that. I so, know. Yeah. And that would disturb the rest of the program. <laughs> It's rashing no- it out, rashing it out. Right. It's no sense in messing up the flow. So, getting back to the program, let's not use environmentally <laughs> ever again. Ever. Everyone's a critic. Let's also not. Let's. How about we just don't use E because what? I I got women, but when I looked it up, there were so many other E's that I could find that I'm. Oh, I'm going to use E again. Please, and it's really your fault that I went with E because on Facebook you tried to lie and say that you were winning in the eggnog cider war and we both know that's a well, lie but I didn't do a Facebook so I was like I'm going with E today because I'm going to be petty demand that you produce your receipts that you recordings of the receipts who is going to go back through all those recordings to find out if you were winning. Me? I would. Well, if you yeah. do, let me know. Because what's going to happen is you're going to send me a text and say, okay, we're just not going to do that because you were actually winning. And then I'm going to say, winning. I told you so. I'm winning. You know me out here. You know I'm, well, I'm going to let you have it. But we are, starting from this show, Yeah, we are going to start keeping tags. Oh, fine. Uh, producer lady needs to keep tabs because fine, we're not going to have the problem again. Fine. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so what special is happening for you right now? I mean, I know you had a release. So that's special. It is. You know what? A, what's special about releases? I don't think so. Sometimes readers may not understand this. So sometimes we will write a book and 
it will be so long before the book releases. Out, we, uh-huh. we almost forget that we wrote that book until it's like, oh, it's time to promote this book because now yep. it's releasing. And it's like, when, now when did I write that? So the, the my book that released <laughs> last week, uh, Snowflake's Like Home, I literally wrote that two years ago. Did you? Two years? Yep. Because it, wow. sold, it sold to one publisher and then they closed. And, and then they had to sell it again. So it took even longer for it to Yeah. Finish. So yeah, two years. And then what's what's even funnier is like while you're supposed to be promoting that book, mm-hmm. you're you're always writing another book, okay. which needs to have all of your focus. And then I don't know about you, but when the book that's about to come out, it's like, oh, um, let me read that blurb, find out what this right. is. <laughs> right. What's their name? So let me put nobody exactly. the wrong hero and heroine. Yeah. When you're like, oh, you have to do a post about it. Like, wait a minute, which one is this? And and what is this? And so I have another, and I have another book getting ready to come out. So I've been like, oh, now I'm promoting two. So Lacey had a release, and then AC is getting ready to have a release like five seconds. And so it's like now we're promoting two books, and we're writing a book. Well, I'm not actually. I'm not writing a book right now. Um, I feel like I've written eight billion synopsis. Um, in the last, in the last, quarter. And nobody likes the synopsis. Which no, is, I feel like sometimes writing like, the book. Yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's worth. Those are. Whew, they take a lot of energy and time. They take a. They take an amazing amount of time. Like I always like one. For one, I'm like, oh, uh, this only needs to be two pages, so I can do this in two days. And I've easily been working on it for four days. So, you know, <laughs> It's not surprised me. Not, it's not that easy. So it is not. That does not surprise me because I do the same thing. It takes me so long to write. First of all, I don't think I've ever written a two-page synopsis, but because mine are usually like anywhere from four to six pages. Right, and I think sometimes editors feel like if they say, "Oh, just two pages," like they're doing you a favor, but really, right. no. harder because now I have to figure out how to condense all of this. Right, you still want details. Right. So I'm going to give you details. I need at least five, six, seven, eight pages to give details. <laughs> but you want details in two pages. I don't know why I'm, I'm giving you in two pages. I'm too wordy for that. I'm too yeah. wordy. It's Usually, awesome. I'm making up the book as I write the synopsis. So it's kind of like a word purge. And then I have to go back and I might lose the page. But usually, it's going to be like four to six pages for me. I'm definitely making it up doing the synopsis. I usually call it blurb first and I'll give my agent like a blurb and she'll be like, Oh, that's cool. Go, let's go with that. And then I start to work on synopsis because she always says, before you dive in, before you get deep, let's just see if this is something we want to move with. Because then I will, I'll start, I'll have all these words. I have all this. So, I mean, it's smart to say, do the, do the little blurb first and then come back and do it is. My my agent tells me the same exact thing. She's like, before, hold on, before you write a synopsis or anything else, let's just do a short blurb and see if they even, like, if they're interested in that or they want another idea or whatever. So it's true, but I hate writing blurbs too. But in my blurb, I'm really quick. I'm like, I re- usually just give, like, the inciting event in my blurb. Yeah. I'm just like... Yeah, because you don't have to give, like, the the goal... Well, you usually want to add the conflict in there, but... 
you don't have to give like the what happens in the in the middle of the book or what happens at the end I of the book. You don't have to know any of that for the blurb. No, I try to get the crop scanner. Here you go. Tell me if you want some more, but I just really be trying to get in and out. And I tried it with the synopsis, but I just I ever really worried. So no, it doesn't work for me. And then and and just like what we were just talking about is like so I'm writing that blurb now. I really need that blur to be finished this week. I meant that synopsis to be finished this week. So if y'all finish it this week, that book will probably not be released until late 2025. So by that time, I will have forgotten all of this, all of this stuff that I'm thinking about day and night right now. I will have forgotten. I have two releases tomorrow. Well, by the time this airs, it will be, you know, it'll be earlier this week. But I have two releases this week. And I, it's like, for me, I've never released two so close to get like on the same day uh-huh. and they're totally different books, but still having to keep making sure that you're writing the right blurb or the right social media content for this book. When you, in this book, like keeping it separate and mm-hmm. then just promoting two books. Um, and then at the same time, writing a writing book. A book. It's- yeah. I'm a little crazy. It's just, extremely draining oh. too. Like even <laughs> yeah. release days are usually just draining when it's just one. Oh my gosh. It's because I get the least amount of writing done on a release day. Well, you know, I read somewhere another author said you should not plan any writing during your release week. You should just do release stuff. And that sounds really great, but yeah, but it doesn't do. always work out with no the writing schedule. Um so when you are juggling things on release day, it's really hectic. Like you're posting and that's the one day you want to make sure you're not only posting, but you're responding. You're available. Right. Exactly. And then if you have something scheduled, like if you have a chat, if you have this, right. I think I have a chat tomorrow. Um, like those things is like something else that like takes more time from your day. So yep. it's hectic in this writing world. But we keep doing it. Well, we here now. We, we live here now. We not moving. <laughs> but this is why we appreciate this time of year so much better. Absolutely. It does. I was going to say because it gives us a reprieve, but really it doesn't. We still kind no. of work through it, but we we stop and watch the Christmas movies even while we're working through it. Sometimes we write while we're watching the Christmas movie. I have like the Christmas movies on while I watch. And in some ways it's really good because I am not writing that. Right. I'm not writing anything like that. So it doesn't like seep into my head or anything like that. It's just, I'm able to enjoy it while writing. Like I can do two things at once. I am not the writer that can, you know, go inside, like write in silence. Silence is so distracting to me. So having those on and it just inspires romance. It's not the same kind, not the same genre, definitely not the same genre that I'm writing at the moment. Yeah. But it just like inspires romance and it makes you feel good. It definitely makes you feel good. There's for me, Christmas movies, even when they aren't uh, the older Christmas movies, just make me feel very nostalgic which is one of the biggest reasons why I love Christmas time. Um, just that nostalgia. And so when you have those movies on, even when I'm not sitting writing them, right, 
when I'm not sitting in front watching them and they're just on and you can hear them and I'm moving about the house. You can hear it just puts you in that mood. It's like, oh yeah, it's Christmas time. Now, obviously, because I also watch these movies early in the year, it still just puts, it's the mood. It's just the mood. It's it's setting the whole mood. I feel like Christmas movies are myself and people don't want to go along with that, but I feel like yeah. it is. There is something about the expectations of what you're going to get in a Christmas movie. And I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that. Because when we start to discuss these next two Christmas movies. Movies you're not going to agree on. Let's just put it out there right now. For that reason that you just said about the expectation. Let me write that down. I won't forget. There's an expectation of certain things in Christmas movies. Number one, okay, just like the whole Christmas setting. I don't care if it's in a city. I don't care if it's in a town. It's like we need to feel the spirit of Christmas from the decorations to the music to everybody mentioning, oh, it's Christmas at, at least 50 times in one movie. <laughs> and then, of course, the HEA. We are, we don't know, we may not know how they're going to get there, but we do know they're going to get there. And then there's just something really comforting about certain tropes that they do every single year, even though the characters might be different. Um, the storyline might be a little different, but there are certain comfort tropes that we just love second chance romance i'm always gonna say yeah chance romance fish out of water i i love a fish out you of like water fish out of water and you like amnesia and i don't love amnesia where you I get that from? i said you like amnesia see you're not even listening i don't like amnesia <laughs> i appreciate a good amnesia see, if it's done well, I appreciate a good interview. I don't even know why you, you went through all of that trying to tell me I'm wrong. I'm not wrong. I, I appreciate a good one, but it has to be done well. It can't be hokey, you know, or it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. You know, it's like, it's like a romance book that has amnesia as, as a trope. Like, not everybody can pull no, that off and I not told be you. Still. My problem with amnesia is always you don't know who you just fell in love with. And by the time that person figures out who they are, they're what? already in love. But who are you in love with? Because they didn't even know who they were. Just like in while you were sleeping. That's why she couldn't stay with the brother because he didn't know who he was saying he was marrying. You just go marry. She didn't know, she she didn't know who he was before he had But she, she didn't. She didn't know anything about him except he smelled good. That's right. That's one of my favorite movies. But we never yeah, I, why. I always talk about Man, I don't think we've mentioned that as we one not, of our... We haven't had a discussion about that movie. We might have to. <laughs> because that also has another one of my, my pet peeves. What? The person already being involved in a relationship. Even though technically he wasn't involved in a relationship because he didn't know who she was. But <laughs> once upon a time, I would have agreed with you on that. But lately, with my reading choices, yes, we know. we know my boundaries have expanded, and, so that does not bother me at all. But it didn't bother me, and while you were sleeping, and because it, this it, is the family show, we cannot go into what but, Naima has been reading. Um, and I know that some of our listeners are going to be curious. Uh, email us, and we will answer you via email. But we cannot answer you on the air. Can use 
while you were sleeping to go into the movies that we watched this this week because one of the movies checking it twice he fell in love not with just her but the family and that's one of the things i love about while you were well let's let me start with the blur for that one because that <laughs> little comment you just made is just all in my notes all in my notes okay so we watched um this was actually the first countdown to christmas premiere movie yeah. on hallmark and it came on friday um checking it twice a journeyman hockey player falls for a real estate agent in a career crisis when he's traded to her hometown and moves into the cottage in her hockey-loving family's backyard. Starring Kim Matula and Kevin McGarrett. So this movie had, um, it had the look of a really great movie for me. I actually liked, I actually liked how it looked. I like the characters. I did not dislike the characters. Um, I'm not a big hockey fan, so that was a little um, different for me. And then really, it, I mean, I don't feel like they got like so much into the sport that it was difficult for me to follow. But yeah, they used it just in, they used the sport the way I liked it. They used the sport to develop his cat to develop his character and to grow, like to show his growth, like his character arc. Which I mean, I love that about about the which was good. Because if they had gotten any deeper into hockey, yeah, they had a lost. Yeah, yeah, for me. Um, I love the family. Um, yes, grandma's eggma. I loved all of the activities. Um, the yes, the it fishing was great. for the fish ornament that was so cute. I love that. But in the little tea party that they had to like, the, the, I had that in oh, social. social. So when she first yeah. came, and I was like, "What is a cider social?" She had her little dress on. She was like, "This is my cider social dress." I was, I was scared. I didn't know what was coming. Um, I, and then when we got there, and they like the hockey players are serving the cider in this these pretty tea sets, and it was really yeah. cute. I really like that. I did too. I mean, I could have done without the, them showing the hockey player that was missing his tooth. But over and over again, yeah. So I was like, "Why does?" I mean, I know that's happen? real. Like they, I, I know, but every time he opened up his mouth, he, it was a lot. Um, but my problem with this movie, well, and it's my problem in the next movie as well. I feel like we're getting these movies. And they look great and they have a great premise. But I feel like we're just missing the romance. Like I did not, I wanted, I don't know. I wanted more scenes where it was just them, not them with the family or them and at the hockey game. Because when they were at the hockey game, the first time they weren't at the hockey game together. Right. Um, I wanted them there at the hockey game when he's coaching her nephew, but again, they're not at the hockey game together. Now, after the game, they had their few minutes, but I really right. just wanted more scenes that were just the two of them because then I feel like I could have felt their connection a little more. I think he definitely had a connection to our family and to the town, and I liked his growth throughout the team. Okay. But I just did not feel it. 
um, between them. And even when we were getting towards the end and I was like, oh, are we going to have a black moment? Are they going to break up? What is, because you can't break up because you're not really together. I did appreciate that they didn't, that there wasn't like this um, forced type of black moment for them, that it was a really natural separation and then come back. I did appreciate that. But even then, I wasn't even rooting for the last kiss because I was like, well, are they really in love? Like, I just... Okay, listeners, I am rolling my eyes on that. She is rolling I wholeheartedly disagree with you. Every single time. Every What did I say after I watched this? I was like, I just texted. I was like, I know you're going to disagree with me on this one. I know it. If I wait, what a different, totally different role. We, I, I do agree that I would have loved more scenes with just them, but the reason for that is because I felt their connection. Like I love them as a couple, and I thought, I thought there was chemistry between them. Like from the moment they first met in that airport, and they like, and it wasn't like they even liked each other. It was like he had like a a lot of verbal diarrhea she was like why is this guy talking to me right and she just helped him grow and he helped her grow and i love the family element i i saw it like i that's what i got i swear they they helped each other and one of the things i liked about it, and i even mentioned to gary this is really rare in a hallmark movie when neither one of them wants to stay in that small town like I, they were both right. looking for ways out that's true I did love the meet cute. The meet cute was great, and and I love their like their banner. Like I love that, their banner. That was good. Yeah, and I like I love the way that they how they each had to come to the realization that what they were looking for wasn't outside of this town, but it was like right here. Him more so than her, because that might have been my only pet peeve. Like him, he had the realization. And what he sacrificed to stay there, it was huge. Like all right. he wanted was like he was came to this little farm team looking to go to the NHL. Like I'm just here for just a few minutes. I'm not even going to get involved with the, t- the town people, townspeople. I'm not even going to get involved with my teammates for real. I'm not going to get close because I'm only this is only a way station before I'm moving on to Boise. That was his goal. And so to see his character arc come full, you know, full circle where he was not he not only connected with her family and the townspeople by the, by the different christmas events that were going on and with her but also that he became so much less selfish and thought of other people especially when it came to his teammates we didn't get that yes no that's that's my like that's my pet peeve i mean i feel like we got it a little bit with her because you realize her motivation for not wanting to stay there and go back to, I think, was it Chicago or something and be that commercial real estate agent is because she felt like she owed her parents because they had invested so much in her. But with him, it was just so much more pronounced. It was a, like, bigger, it was a bigger conflict for him. It really was. His his father was kind of much more circle and evident. Because his father did kind of put that expectation on him. Yes. And he was with trying to live up family. the image of his father. Right. Whereas her family never put that. Like they never put that pressure that on herself, it. and yes, so she needed to move through it by herself. But even when she moved through it, like I said, I like I really like the me cute the whole uh switching of debit cards. And I don't know how logical it was because I'm still not sure their card should have declined, but 
I did I like the, oh, I thought, oh, they, they're going to mix these credit cards up and then they're going to have to find each other because uh-huh. they realize their credit cards are gone. So but then when Small they get cat. in the restaurants and stuff and they start using them, and I'm like, well, why is it declining though? Just because you have, and, and you didn't, it's not like you knew your credit card was missing and so you canceled it. Like, so all your money should still be there. Like, they should have been able to make those charts. Yeah. They, they had like little moments like that, like that one. And when, she saw him like because she was like i gotta find a scott briggs person and then she actually sees him and he sees her while he's on the ice and i'm like there's no way he would and turn then away he stands up and yells yeah. i was like there's no way that would happen in a real hockey game I mean, right maybe it would and he really would have gotten knocked down the way he ended up getting knocked he out. did he got, but I, like that part i was like eh. but to me they were those instances were like so small mm-hmm. that i could like suspend my belief to buy into it here's the thing i totally bought into them i totally bought into the movie and him becoming a coach he was pursuing this being a player in boise but realizing he was a better coach and him real him coming to that realization and sacrificing his idea of what he thought he wanted to embrace who he was but with her and this was like my like my pet peeve and it is in romance books too, when I feel like she decided, because when they bumped into each other at the end, she decided they were he decided. Yes. Yeah. I that I she didn't too much her. Her. She needed to get her uh, moment on her own. She needed uh, it on her own. Yeah. Because yeah. he had it on his own. He was coming back. But she was going back to mm-hmm. to to Chicago or wherever. New York or and I, I just City. wanted her to have that mm-hmm. on her own. But let let's talk about this kiss that she's I think that was one of the hottest kisses yeah, that we Now I didn't say it was a hot kiss because it was because I was like, ooh, it was I mean we're hearing this. We hear it. But at this point normally I'm I'm rooting for it. Like I'm waiting for it. Like I'm like, okay, here it comes, here it comes. I really wasn't this time i was i was it was a matter of like predictability and i know people will say romance books and romance books are all predictable because you know there's going to be a happy ever after but right a lot of times the journey to that happy ever after is different this one for me was very predictable um early on you knew he was never going to be going to the NHL you knew and you knew yeah. he was going to be a coach because what else was he going to do like you knew well, it was going to be that thing. we did know right yes when, we she went, know when she went to uh to see her cousin's job and her cousin was like oh can you go with I knew okay she's getting ready to come they were going to be a great team right. and so I just I don't know I wanted I wanted to love it I did not love it there was a scene however that I did it did make me chuckle and it wasn't it wasn't even really about the movie itself. That wasn't the reason it made me chuckle. Was it the eggnog? The book that we read. Oh, wait. Okay, go ahead. Go it ahead. was the eggnog. And <laughs> when he drank the eggnog, I was thinking of when another character drank the heroine's grandmother's moonshine. And I was like, this is probably, we should not be connecting this book. <laughs> But I did. I did connect it um, because 
And I know I've told y'all before that Naima is such a horrible influence on Lacey. And she has Lacey reading these books. And it's like... And by horrible, we mean wonderful. That's so what she... That, A.K.A. wonderful. One of those books where the heroine warned the hero, hey, don't... My grandmother's going to offer you this moonshine. Don't drink it. Of course, you know, he's a man. He's like, no, I got this. I got this. He's like, mm, don't. City don't. boy, don't do it. Here comes grandma giving him that moonshine. And here he go trying to go up that moonshine and it burned all over. And she's like, I told you not to. So when he's in the movie, when he's drinking, um, when Scott's drinking that eggnog, well, he actually spits the eggnog back in the glass. <laughs> and in my mind, I was like, see, I could have told you eggnog was nasty because... <laughs> Which that's no not why they didn't know that that she just jacked that eggnog up that's but eggnog in general is very delicious well, she said and something I'm about like, salmonella i was like man like what what did she do but what i thought was just like hilarious about that scene is that when she's like at the end of the dinner and she's like who wants eggnog People just started leaving the table. Even, mm, not uh, even, even the grandson was hiding behind the wall. He was like, sending them aside, man. Don't drink that. Drink that. They were like, don't do it. Don't do it. I thought that was just Try hilarious. Um, and I really, the, the actor, what's his name? Kim, the actor yeah. guy. Like, uh, I just really like him. I like looking at him. I like his acting. I like... I like his movies, so he added to my enjoyment of the like of the. I mean, I like Kevin McGarry too, and I, I liked like her, her too. I kept looking at her, and I was like, "Is she new?" Where because I before? had not seen her. I had not seen Hallmark movie. Not yeah. that she's totally new to acting, but I, I had not seen her in any Hallmark. I, I can remember one that I seen her, in, and I really enjoyed her. She was good. It was was really good. Yeah, I think she. Yeah. I just I wanted so to, I, I wanted to love it. I loved it. I I, I did. I did. It made me giggle. It made me. It gave me that like oh feeling. Like it was so romantic. Naima, it really doesn't take much to give you. No, it does. Wait till you hear the review of our next movie. But <laughs> how many L's did you give this one? Four and a half. Okay. I did. I gave it four and a half. Okay, I did not give it four and a half. I, I know you did. <laughs> I loved it. I want to search for my four four to five star Christmas movie because I have not I don't think I have I, four to five star me, movie either. Down to Christmas, great. This they, they did it right with this movie. I So four and a half for me. And the only reason it's like half is because of those certain things that I was like, really though? Right. That's the only reason. But they did not take me out of the movie. So the next movie is Where Are You Christmas? Um, which those of you who are like me and really like the Grinch movie with um, Jim Carrey. Okay. This is the best song. Where are you, Christmas? I think Trisha. Did I say Trisha Yearwood sings it? I don't know. I think so. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Um, just jump on this 
grenade and say that I did not like the Christmas, okay. the, the Grinch movie. I like the cartoon. It's the classic. I love the cartoon, Dr. Seuss cartoon, but the movie with Jim Carrey, I just didn't like. Well, yeah, we're not going to talk about like that right now. <laughs> we got moving right along. Moving right along, because I'm going to deal with so many of you not like it. Um, where are you, Christmas? I don't know the song. That's what I'm saying. I don't know the song because I didn't like the movie. The only song is wonderful. How do you not know the song? I only seen the movie once years ago. What? I never rewatched it when it comes on. I don't know the song because I didn't like the movie. So, and I've I've never rewatched it. So I always be praying for you. <laughs> uh, where are you, Christmas? The Hallmark movie. Abby wishes for a year without Christmas, and she wakes up in a world of black and white. She must work together with the town mechanic to restore Christmas. Starring Lindsay Fonseca, Fonseca, Michael Raddy, Jim O'Hare, and Julie Warner. Now, I'll start by saying I really am a Michael Raddy fan. Also, Lindsay Fonseca, I'm probably saying her name wrong, I'm sorry. Um, she was in that other movie that kind of reminded me of this a little bit. The movie, I can't think of the name. I was supposed to research the name before the show, but I did not do all of my homework. Um... <laughs> the show with the train where she got on the train and she went back home and then something happens and it was they was it like a time thing yeah time she, yeah yes i know what movie you're talking about you yeah she's in this one i was like oh this i like that movie becoming too. a thing i did like the train movie i like the yeah. train movie a lot i did too yep but i did this one first of all i thought it was a very bold move to have the black and white which absolutely and i love black and white movies this is why i thought that was a very bold movie because total I, fan of black and white movies right i was like okay so and that was one of the reasons i was do? looking forward to it. right i was like what are you gonna do because that's a special thing like that's a and i i don't think the reason why they did it was the special thing it wasn't the nostalgic thing i wanted it to be that's At not all. the reason. So I went in believing it was going to be something that it wasn't. I went in believing it was going to be something else, right. too. And and I was still like, okay, I'm going with it. With I'm First not- of all, she is not... Her job is selling Christmas. Yes. But she doesn't, have doesn't come home a lot. Yet. Right. Her Christmas spirit is kind of like nil because... When Christmas time comes around, she's so sick of Christmas because she does it year mm-hmm. round with branding it and selling it. She goes off to like Turkey Caicos, yeah, the Maldives, <laughs> to get away from it. Uh-huh. So she hasn't been home often at all. And her hometown is a place that is like Christmas central, right? And her family really has been missing her because she hasn't came home. And the only reason she goes home this year is because her brother's about to propose to his girlfriend. And so we see right off that from just things that are just dropped into the story and, until we see that her and her father in the same scene together, that they are estranged. Well, her father... You seem to know why. Right. <laughs> Except the fact that her father was... At first I was like, oh, 
passive aggressive much. So, yes. And then, yeah, and then going out right later. Right. And then I was like, after like the third or fourth comment in like five minutes, I was like, okay, sir, you just, yes, you're doing what Let you're it doing. go. Right. Right. We get it. We get it. Right. She doesn't. Like, she doesn't act like she wants y'all in her life and she doesn't put y'all as a priority. She hasn't been home in years. We get it. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. She was coming home. She wasn't coming home at Christmas. But she was coming home. So- and they had even been out to see her. Right. But he could have just, all of his little comments were doing the Yeah. Home. He would just do yeah. it. And I, it was a lot. I it was a lot. Quiet, because he was. Me too. I was like, okay. I want, and, and also, sometimes the, the mother was kind of giving him a look, and I was like, your looks are not strong enough, man. <laughs> you know, nearly enough. He, and that's really what pushed her to go upstairs and be like, you know, I wish Christmas was never invented or whatever. Yes. Said. Because in between the car trouble, and that's how she came in contact with the heroes, because. Her car was giving her trouble, and he owned the um, body shop right in town. Yes, and which his father had owned before him. And like the first time you meet him, it's like he is so shut down. He is right. Like I mean, he's so dry. But I but that was on purpose. Uh-huh. That was on purpose. And so she, that's how she meets him because she's having car trouble. Well, when she's supposed to be running errands for her mother and after another running into townspeople, like her father had made a bet that she wasn't coming home. That was terrible. With the mayor. Yes. With the mayor. Yes. <laughs> With the <laughs> Who felt very free in telling her that. <laughs> Got my ten dollars. Petty people in this movie. <laughs> From the guy who was over the gazebo to the mayor to the doctor. Passive aggressiveness. But even movie. at that point, I still felt like this was going to be something else. I was Me too. like, okay. Me too. I'm looking at all the setup. I'm like, okay, I'm still believing it's going to be. And when I say believing it's going to be something else, I'm believing it's going to be, it's a wonderful life ish. Yes. Which for me yes. would be fabulous. Awesome. Like, awesome. I think this actually turned out to be like, I guess what they think is a twist on It's a Wonderful Life because. It's not just her. It's the whole Christmas. Town. The town doesn't like Christmas now. And that's right. What goes to the black and white. Right. But really, I it's feel like, like a world where Christmas does not exist. Nobody has ever heard of it. I feel like the best revelation in that black and white world was Hunters, was the hero. And he yes. came so quick. Like you almost missed it because it came so fast so fast and then i and then as he kept talking i was like oh this is the this is like the best motivation like well first of all i almost cried and yeah because of the scene with his father that it, that really this, it was like the best one and then i saw mm-hmm. the ones after that and i was like it it didn't hit me the same and so i kind of started to feel like this is going downhill now we gotta explain that people started remembering Christmas when they remembered a certain memory remember. that was attached remembering the joy of Christmas because that's why remembering the joy of it yes they did and so it. once they did that then they were back in color uh-huh. but she was helping him rem- and then she's the two of them started helping other people yep. remember Christmas by remembering um a certain memory that was joyful to them or emotional to them uh-huh. 
that the whole she's helping everybody else but the whole time she remained in black and white and i think they were doing that i, I think the concept was so hers could be the bigger the biggest one but then it really didn't turn out no because it then when she had because her father was like so against anybody her father this was terrible the- in color he was terrible in black and white yeah like but it seemed like I, I was like, oh gosh, when she came, when he came home, his wife is in color and there's Christmas decorations all over the house. And he got so mean about it. I was like, oh, somebody got a ton of color. color. He was bad and black and white. <laughs> yeah. He, he went, it was almost to the point like him and like the mayor and the guy over the gazebo. It was like they wanted people who weren't color to be arrested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. I was like, and, I, and, for, and so just like with the previous movie for me again I felt like where is my romance where I did not feel the romantic connection between them I, I didn't I wanted so much for Hunter I wanted so much again probably because I'm just I'm like ready for him but I just wanted so much you know one time Michael Raddy played a bad guy in I want to say Criminal Minds or one of those little criminal shows I be watching. And he was on that. And I was like, wait a minute, this is not my whole movie. Almost threw me totally off the Michael Randy. He's a great bad guy, though. He looks like it. He looks like you're playing a great bad a villain. So he did he did well, but it threw me. It almost it almost threw me off. It almost threw me off. But I had to go back and watch my favorite um, movie with him, my favorite Hallmark movie with him. And then then I was back on the bandwagon again. But I wanted so much for him. I wanted like this big swooping romance to yeah. bring him out of that shell and have yeah. him in, in the present with this with Christmas again. And I just did not yeah. feel like it happened. I I think I think because they were so focused on restoring Christmas for everyone else that the romance got kind of put to the wayside. That That's how I felt. Like, I felt like the romance was secondary to the town being Christmas being right. restored to the town. Right. So their romance didn't have a chance to like fully develop because if I'm remembering right, there wasn't even a ton of scenes with them by themselves where they had a chance to... The closest they came to me for an emotional connection was when the moment in the garage when he became color. He became color. Like, yeah, that was the closest. Because even when they kissed the first time, mm-hmm. and you thought she was going to have color restored because oh, it's it's the final kiss or whatever, and she did it for the wrong reasons, and so she still wasn't restored. And I'm like, that was a waste of a perfectly good kiss right there, and I felt so hurt for him because he is falling for her I think she was there she was just in denial because she's such to me she was had to be in control yeah, you know yeah. and I and even then she was on her way out of town and and she it was like it was like that movie on oh I can't like that horror movie where you try to leave no, town and things you like, like okay Anyway, I think what is it? When we something like that, but you try to leave town and it just brings you right back to town, and and that's how it kept going for her, for her to finally realize why she was mm-hmm. still in black. Mark, was still there. Yeah, yeah. I did I, one thing I did like was the her app, like the app that she was selling right. that was so commercial 
was instru- was the countdown thing in her like a little Santa Claus. Yeah, I, I like one. that. There were things I I really liked the ingenuity of the movie because I it did. was different. It was different. In the it really the alternative worlds. I think, I think on the surface it, it was a good idea. I think if I had read yeah. that as a book, I might have felt differently about it. Yeah, because in a book they would have had so much more background about right the different characters especially the hero and the heroine and it, it just could expound and they definitely would have had more scenes together yeah so i think we I definitely do, I think, more emotion um yeah in the book, absolutely. and it would have given time for the romance to really to uh, really just like expand and for them to really just like ooh, revel in it because oh my gosh i just saw an opportunity it had the things that I really liked about um, Christmas movies. It had the family. Yeah. Um, oh, great family. It had the town. It had yes. all of the Christmas. All of yeah. Christmas. And all of those it things. Had the bridge finally realizing. Right. It had all the components. It just didn't really come together. I mean, and I me. wanted to really love the look. I wanted to love the switch from black and white to right. color. And I just didn't, but I did, I still gave it, I, and actually I gave this one um, three and a half stars. And I gave it that half star because I'm a Michael Raddy fan. And so um, he, he would have to be playing a killer in a movie again. For- <laughs> so if he was a killer, I probably would have gave it four. See, so <laughs> I really liked her in that train movie. So I really I, I was I excited about movie. this one because I was like, oh, okay, she did this concept good. And, mm-hmm. and what I know from from being a writer is um, it's really hard to tell a condensed story. I am not yes. great at writing short stories, and I'm always writing short stories. But and I'm not talking at it because not a synopsis. Right, <laughs> it's you. You're trying to get too much into this small container. And I feel like with this movie, they were trying to get a lot into this time frame. Yeah. And it just... And the romance not suffered. Enough. Right. The romance really, really suffered. When that could have put the movie over the top. I could have loved the black and white if we had like a lot of really great romantic scenes with them in black and white and in Maybe he had not have um, time to call it as fast as he did. And it gave more of a little journey for both of them to get both of yeah because um, i think that's what was missing was more for me more of the emotional connection between the two of them like the emotional connection to christmas was great which but the emotional connection between the two of them i would have loved scenes where they had it was just them and she was talking about why she didn't like I christmas from the start yeah. like she just yes just kept having this thing with oh because I work with Christmas all I wanted all. it to be more like, I wanted that motivation you, but to the be... way you hated it so much like I felt like we needed her to talk about why she hated it so much yes more. and with him Sorry. and with him and, and with him, and too. him right. to just like one thing I love about like a broken hero and I'm not saying he was broken but he was Terrible. in pain because mm-hmm. of his father yeah yeah. yeah. One thing I love about a broken hero is seeing the journey yeah. from brokenness to healing. I That is like my thing. It's I just a- why I love them. Tortured heroes, broken heroes, and romance. And I don't feel like I got that because 
he got there so quick. He did. It was like yeah. he went from speaking four lines <laughs> and then he was black and white and then he was color. It was like, well, wait, wait. Then he was just helping everybody. Wait, like, what? But when he put that coat, the black and white coat, and cried, one, I was cried. Ah, that was so funny. <laughs> it was so funny. And then the girl at the restaurant was like, "Well, why is your friend all bundled up? It's not that coat. What's that coat in here?" Like, oh, I'm not right. People to Those were the moment for me that I gave it a three. I gave it three L's, okay. and and it was because of moments like that. And it was because of the originality of the yeah. plot. Yeah. So that's why I gave you a riff. Yay! Own and Lifetime finally released their Christmas lineup. They did. They took forever. Yes. Especially Lifetime. I'm like, yo, what I'm I'm eager. Right. So but both of them over the last week release their their lineup and let's do own first okay so they have four movies um a christmas serenade is december 2nd and that's starring sky townsend and bj Britt. and then on december 9th is christmas of yes starring michelle weaver and jeff pierre december 16th is the christmas detective starring i'm going to mess her name up leslie and brad james and December 23rd is Christmas Revisited, starring Tanyelle Wavers and Jamie Calica. So, I mean, I've read the, the little blurbs on these, but really, Run. the two that I think I want to watch most is probably more because of uh, the actors. But that's always a good reason to watch movies. Okay. You know, when you get people that, like I said, Michael Red, when you get people right. that you like. Um, and that you're familiar and, with right yeah so the christmas christmas revisited has uh jamie calica in it who was i that's the one i picked yeah, yeah. too but i picked it because of the blurb because you know me oh a group of old college is- gather for christmas at their recently deceased friends mountain cabin as old resentment secrets and unexpected romance blossom that feels like we're gonna have a drama filled christmas that's why i wanted old resentment secrets and then throw in I'm all in. You ain't your drama. <laughs> you ain't your drama. Let me try um, the Christmas Detective too because Brad James is in it, and I've liked him in the last couple uh, movies we watched him in. I don't think they were all Christmas movies though. This is Brad James is the one who was married to Keisha Knight Pulliam. Oh, okay. Remember he was okay, in that, yeah. They were in that New Orleans movie together. Yes, that we watched. Yes. Was that Christmas or was that just a movie? Yeah, that was just a movie, I think. I think it was just a movie. But yeah, yeah. they went in that together. Um, but this is a former beauty queen turned private investigator finds her calling, reunites with an old flame, and spreads the Christmas spirit when she takes the case of a famous missing portrait at a boutique art gallery. I love mystery, suspense kind of stuff. Yeah. So that sounds good. And I like yeah. I like when there are um when we're mixing these different genres with with the Christmas movie element. Me too. Um, Me too. I think that gives us a little bit more meat to the movie itself. The story. Yeah. Right, exactly. And first, us just watching, you know, decorate Christmas tree. <laughs> and don't know wrong. I love to watch decorate a Christmas tree. But I know, it's wrong with it, but. Right, with flowers. 
coming out while they're doing it even better. Right. So uh, Lifetime came with their movies. Too. They have no uh, movies coming this year. Um, I think we already singled out two that we know we're going to watch. Yeah, like uh, Yes Chef Christmas. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I think we, we said the holiday proposal plan too we want to watch. Yeah, I think Yes Chef Christmas is the one that has Tia Mowry. Yes. And the yep. holiday proposal mm-hmm. has Jackie Hurry. So yeah, definitely want to watch those. Also wanted to watch um, Mom's Christmas Boyfriend. I love when, you know, if I remember correctly, and I might be wrong, but I love movies where the child matchmaker like years yeah just the matchmaker i i love that i'm a sucker for that so i mean that kind of sounds the title kind of sounds like it tells yeah, it tells I'm you what go and unwrap a box and just not have a boyfriend that <laughs> i'm boyfriend in a box for other people of course because i have my significant other for other people put that out there okay diane <laughs> So, okay, so like, we talked about our going capital is stuffed for the next few weeks. Yeah, we're gonna be yeah, it is. Right, watching movies, watching movies. I guess we'll be writing books too, but we'll be mostly watching. Let's throw that in there. We'll be. I had to throw it in there in case our editors are listening. Uh, right. We're gonna be writing books all the Shoot, time. I'm writing as we talking right now. What you talking about? What do you mean? And that's why that hockey player is gonna have some Christmas in his life. <laughs> You're writing as we're talking. <laughs> so that means everybody look for look for uh, Naima's next series with the hockey player because he's gonna turn some Christmas in it. <laughs> go an episode without reader questions we cannot okay so i'm throwing them this time because you like to not answer so i can still not answer even no you're gonna answer these if you love you gotta answer it okay first one i'm thinking about throwing a holiday party this year but want to incorporate my love for holiday movies any suggestions or ideas for themes? Yes, a Christmas I think Carol. No, nope, I think you should have the Grinch. No, that's so that's so obvious. No, how do you incorporate "It's a Wonderful Life" into a party? I didn't say "It's a Wonderful Life." I said a Christmas Carol. Well, I'm sorry. Well, how do you incorporate that into a party? Everybody from like you can have the Christmas Carol book. You can have like little favors of the ghost you can have it playing first of all like come on be creative a christmas carol yes still go on with the grant and it's a wonderful life you can always have the little figurines that represent you know the town i have one of those so you go ahead on, I on the table where people have the food yeah, like the tables, the men, like if you have a fireplace there. And we can have the snow, like the snow machine. And we walk in, the snow machine is just snow machine. on every thing. Yeah. Oh, I, w- I was thinking just, you know, put some snowflakes on the walls and, you know, from the ceiling fan and let them hang down. But I'm That's totally with basic. the white Christmas. That's pretty basic. So we're trying to step this up a little bit. Who going to rent a snow machine, though? Who going to clean all that up? Nobody's going to clean all that up. Somebody. 
gotta have nobody. I mean, no. if, if you're gonna go all in, you have to go all in. A Christmas Carol. I say a white Christmas sands the snow blowing, but next question. A Christmas Carol is mine. Next okay. Question. And this is why you don't answer questions. Who decides which movies you all talk about? <laughs> nobody. That's right. It's like a free for all. Really, it, it goes a little something like this. Oh, I'm gonna watch. I ain't watching. I'm that. not watching that. <laughs> you gonna watch that by yourself? <laughs> no, y'all, for real. It is like it's almost a three-hour-long session of. <laughs> it really is. Okay, what is it that again? Let's read the blurb again. I'm gonna watch. Who's in that one? I'm gonna watch this one. I'm not watching. When does it come on? I don't want to What's see it? that. I don't like this. I don't like that. And then our producer will chime in and say, Well, you need say? to watch this. Well, what did she say? We're not going to have any content if you keep not. <laughs> what did she say? I like, Oh, that was short. Oh, shot. I was like, hey. wow. <laughs> we can't watch everything. Um, but yeah. But that, that goes. That's how yeah, the that's that's how it goes. There is... And, uh, and there's a lot of discussion about it and then at the end we do end up watching stuff that we originally said we want we're going to watch and then the pl- the the pleasant part of that is the movie you said you weren't going to watch you but you're watching yeah. really liking it yeah. except that one about the horror one with the elves I said I wasn't watching it and I did not watch it and you're missing well I don't know if you were missing out uh, I'm not missing nah, out horror yeah. and I told you it was going to be horror is there a holiday movie trope you wish they would just be done with? Uh, I like I don't know. I I pretty much enjoy. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think I enjoy all of them when they're done differently. Right. And the problem yeah. is, not the problem. Sometimes they're done the exact same for multiple movies. Yes, and then yes. you kind of feel like mm, I'm kind of tired of that. Like the one um, where she has to go home to save the family hotel or inn or something yes. and he's the one who's gonna buy it like sometimes yes. you see that and it's done the exact same for a couple movies and then you don't yeah. want to see that anymore but then but then you'll get movies that and they took a totally different take on it or the the characters you know just embody you know the story different. or they they mm-hmm. executed it a different way and you love that trope again like I, Coyote I, Creek. I, so I, I watched Coyote Creek again on I think it was Saturday morning and I remember when we watched it last year or the year before whenever we watched it you loved it I did not I didn't huh? I didn't love it but so I watched it again and I was like oh this is a little better this and sometimes that happens. Like my original time, I'm okay. Like, all I heard was that I was right. I'm sorry. I, said, I liked it a little better. That's all I heard. That's all. Huh? Just a it little right. And really, it was about the characters. It wasn't. There was nothing different about that trope for me. It was the, the same. Characters trope. will make or but, break a movie. Yeah, but the characters made me like it a little bit. I mm-hmm. still thought his son was a little too mouthy, but you know. He called his father before. Like, yeah, I know. Like me and you would have been through the wall. Right. Like where you did that at? Like where's Naima? 
We haven't seen her in a Why is she on the milk cart, and mommy? <laughs> all right. It's not all our questions because we. That's we, all our questions. That's all our questions. Great, great, great. So we have some coming up this weekend because now we're in. We're watching movies. We are literally watching movies every every day. week. Yeah, feels like every day for me because I don't always watch them when they come on. Me neither. But then I'm also watching the ones from like last year too that come on right. or just or just like just the regular programming, right? Because yeah, this morning Damon was like, okay, so now it's that time of year where we wake up and the TV is on like on on Hallmark, and I'm like, Amen to that. That's the time of year. Do it. Wake up to it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so this me. weekend we have Christmas by Design. Um, yeah, and somebody just told me that this book? is based in romance. Yes, yeah, so, so, and I, I can't. I went to find the comment. And I can't find it, but this is actually based on a romance book by an author. I think both of us know. And well, we this is about. To. We so we have to watch it because we got to support our romance authors. So right, but we're gonna have to. Um, our producers gonna have to do some digging to figure out. Yeah, who who that is? Because I would I would love to. Well, and we'll follow oh, nobody. Yeah, we're gonna watch it. Yeah. And um, so it's about a fashion designer gets accepted into a Christmas challenge to create a new holiday themed collection, and not only finds the inspiration for her next line, but but decides to redesign her approach. To what's most important in life and it stars rebecca dalton and jonathan kelts i really like the sound of that i do too it sounds it sounds it, different it art all over it it sounds yeah it sounds different um yeah because i'm i keep trying to visualize what will be a christmas themed fashion line there was one movie there's an older movie others where the girl she has to do I think it's like two of them where they're working on a campaign for um, a clothing line, but it's the Christmas campaign for that clothing line. And really it was just a lot of red and green sweaters <laughs> because what else can you do? Like, oh, we're going to have, I, was curious. I, I mean, what would yeah. really be great is if they, if she had like a whole line of ugly sweaters. Yeah. Now that would be, and I just said it better not be no ugly sweaters, but that would actually be fun. I think it would be unique. Like, yeah. otherwise, what other clothes? Ugly sweater. Okay, well, we're going to move on. Um, okay. The next movie is uh, <laughs> Miss Christmas Comes to Town, also comes on. I think that's um, coming on Hallmark Movies and Mystery. I don't know if I'm going to catch that one. But I will be watching Mystic Christmas. Definitely. We'll Definitely. We have we to watch Mystic Pizza. Just, uh, we should watch Mystic Pizza as like pregame and then watch, yeah, I watch Mystic Christmas. I think. Because, um, what's his name? William R. Moses, who played the architect, is going to be in this movie. I probably, I don't know how much of the movie he's going to be in, but he's going to be in the movie, which I think is brilliant to include one of the characters from the original movie. And this even going to, like, the pizza parlor is going to be a part of it. And, and now I have to, I'm, I'm Mystic Pizza, so I need it. I'm so excited. I'm like, please, please, please be good. Please. please. We, need so. to, we need to get a four, five, a four to five star, four to five L 
elves. I already have my four and a half elves movie. Well, then I will say we. I'll say I need to <laughs> my four to five elf movie. I would like to do it before November 1st, but you know, I, we, I think that that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. No, we're we going to claim that it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Before November 1st? Yes, before November 1st. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> if, if we do, if we do, then Naima will get to use these when she describes them. No, she won't. It's just too much for her. <laughs> nope, it ain't. She'll be saying nope. mouth about the environment again. Less of, uh, of e words. What? That's our show for today. Oh, also, on next week's show, because I don't want some one of y'all to come and um, be in our comments. Yeah, be in our comments and say, y'all missed one of the movies that came up. We know, we know. We didn't miss it. It's been assigned to the Real Husbands of Romance. That's right. Yes, they'll be back next week with their recap for Under the Christmas Sky. Um, and we'll be back next week. Have wine. Have wine while you listen to the podcast next week. I was going to say have high conflict. This is their recap. You, they gonna need wine. Lacey's not a lot. Look, yeah. Okay. Well, Lacey will have her. I mean, her rose wine. Her hot chocolate might be spiked. Mm, I see the chances are high because they doing a recap. So. The, oh God, yes, we going we gonna need a little. <laughs> they not gonna. They not gonna appreciate that. Not. <laughs> That's that's gonna make them come in hot. They gonna be like, uh, uh-uh. right. you know it's right. And they're gonna get you down. Well, that is our show. I just want to remind you, listeners, to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Unwrap Romance. Visit unwrapromance.com and do not forget to leave us a five star review on Apple. Five stars, not five stars. Five stars. Yes, we love those. It's Christmas. It's just, it's the season of giving. So give us a five star. Give us five stars instead of a glass of nasty eggnog. Okay, really? Okay, all right, fine. That's, I'm gonna let you have that because I'll be coming with. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Come back soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to Unwrap Romance with USA Today best-selling authors Naima Simone and Lacey Baker. Unwrap Romance is produced by Keisha Menifee, Len Webb, Lacey Baker, and Naima Simone. For more information about today's episode and to follow Unwrap Romance online, please visit unwrapromance.com. Unwrap Romance is a Honey Magnolia media production. <laughs>